everyone, it's Paul Aronowitz again. I have another great storyteller, one of our first-year residents, our medical intern, Alyssa Milleron, and she's going to be telling you a story that I will not soon forget. Uh, our next uh, storyteller is Alyssa Milleron, and she's one of our interns here at UC Davis and is a graduate of the UC Davis School of Medicine. <laughs> Is the President of the United States of America. <laughs> Many of you are looking at me with that puzzled look like, I hope this intern is going somewhere with this. <laughs> but it is a similar look to the one that many of my patients give me when I ask them. On a daily basis, I find myself asking someone, what is your name? What year is it? Where are you? and who is the President of the United States. Sometimes they squinch their face up tight in concentration. Sometimes they're even brave enough to guess. I still feel a little sad at times having to tell people the truth. <laughs> like the woman I told that her name had actually been changed in the past 20 years after marriage. Or the man who found out that in fact it was no longer 1980, the best year of his life. There are many things I didn't think were part of my job description as an intern. I, of course, knew that being an internal medicine intern involved long grounds, wordy notes, not urinating for the next three years, <laughs> and giving difficult news to patients. Parts I did not know, number one, Excessive number of midnight groin checks. <laughs> number two, excessive amount of conversations regarding patient bowel movements. And number three, disrupting patients' altered reality by revealing who the current president of the United States is. <laughs> Before this next part, let me remind you, the audience, that there has only been one president of the United States since I have been in residency. For instance, I once admitted a woman who on admission stated that Ronald Reagan was the president. We knew her pneumonia was getting better when the next day she stated that in fact Bill Clinton was the president. <laughs> the next day, George Bush, she didn't specify senior versus junior. On her discharge day, she exclaimed, Barack Obama, and my words team clapped in delight at her discharge acceptable, but not quite correct answer. <laughs> I used to let people get away with refusing to answer until one man changed everything. I asked him the usual series of questions, and he'd mostly gotten them right. When it came to telling me the president, he refused to say it, stating emphatically, I just don't like that guy. I pleaded with him, surely I must know who this man is and what he has done. The patient rolled his eyes at me. You know, he said, the guy with the hair. <laughs> Men with hair. Excellent. That really narrows down the list. I pushed him further, and he finally gave in. With a deep sigh, as if what I was doing was incredibly painful, he said, Barack Obama. I will never forget the 96-year-old woman with severe dementia whose family had decided to bring her home on hospice. What is your name, I asked. 
She told me her maiden name from 70 years prior. What year is it? 1923, she replied without hesitation. Where are you? Santa Barbara. Who is the president of the United States of America? Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I gently told her the correct answers to these questions, and she hadn't seemed all that concerned about her lack of orientation. When I revealed to her that her president was Donald Trump, her eyes became big, and she just stared at me with a searching gaze. Then, in a rare moment of lucidity, she said, isn't that the guy from television? <laughs> I had difficulty choking down the laugh that leaked from me. When I looked back at her, she continued to stare at me with those eyes. Yes, I said. It's confusing, isn't it? He isn't a politician. She's right. The world is a confusing place. One of the hardest parts of being a doctor is introducing a new reality to patients. I wish it were as easy as telling people that, in fact, it's not 1980, and, oh, by the way, Abraham Lincoln isn't president anymore. But it isn't. It is telling a husband with four young children that his wife may never leave the hospital, or encouraging the patient with advanced cancer to go on that trip that's on their bucket list. And despite how sad this makes me at times, I still marvel at the tremendous honor we have guiding patients to a different reality than the one they planned. My patients have been tremendously gracious when handed a less than perfect new reality. If one day I can't name the President of the United States, I hope to have this same humility. Thank you.